This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you love it. XOXO. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, You were just telling me that it's 60 degrees in New York right now. Yeah, it's literally been like yesterday was high 68. Today it's right like 62 nope. right now. And it's just not right. You know, it's like we're, no. we're over here wearing our fall jackets and just sweating our faces off so it's beautiful I but would be it's like, weird <laughs> it's super weird yeah because I feel like anytime in around you know November yeah you're like almost getting your winter jackets out yeah like I already had my scarf out <laughs> like yeah and I feel like anyone that lives in New York or is from there and it's 68 they're like in right. t-shirts oh yeah 65 in LA and people have full-blown like snow outfits on Oh, I love it. And I love my favorite thing about L.A. is when it rains and everybody just like gets just frozen. <laughs> Nobody no, cars can't drive yeah. and no one knows so, how to drive. Yeah. I'm like, you're not even from here. You're literally from a place where it rained all the time. Like no right. one is from L.A., but no one can drive in the rain. Yeah, it just like, wipes agree. out people's sensibilities. One hundred percent. It's 55 here. And so wow. you go outside in uh, Scottsdale and it's so cold out to, you know, because right. you're so used to this heat here. And yeah. now I'm like going back, like now I have my sweater and I'm s- sweating. Anyways, uh, it's still beautiful. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm like, let's least. just figure out the temperature somewhere. <laughs> I know. It's just a weird, uh, yeah, something's going awry. Well, we know it is, but, you know, <laughs> we just have to live something, in it now, I guess. Yeah, something yeah. is for sure. We just have to deal. Yeah, it's, it's very freaky. It is kind of freaky. This is true. Um, okay, so we are... <laughs> We are in season three now. Season three, episode Officially. two. Officially. Yes. <laughs> episode two, The Freshman, which yeah. is this movie with Matthew Broderick? Is that what the title is based on? I think it is that one, right? And then it's like, here it makes perfect sense too, because we have a group full of freshmen. And it's funny because like, it's like, uh, you know, we're anticipating this move to college and then we get it here finally. So it's like, I remember this episode, I remember like, actually have some memories of filming this one. So it's good. <laughs> yes. Things definitely popped back in my in my head and my mind, in my heart. There was definitely moments where I'm like, oh my God, I remember that roof deck. Yeah. There was definitely moments where I'm like, I don't remember the bookstore in Georgina. Right. But all the shots in between of like New York City and the streets going up with all the cabs. Right. I'm like, oh, I really like how this director did that. And I sometimes have to go back and be like, oh, okay, wait, this is, whose episode again? Right. And it was Norman's. So I'm like, I, I clearly love the way he shoots things, obviously. Yeah, yeah. his style and his, his visual sensibility. His style is dope. Yeah, I love it. Um, I also think Good Girls Go Bad by Cobra Starship featuring Layton was awesome. And I forgot that it was in this episode. Oh, it's so crazy that we got, like, I remember when she, when her music was popular and we were filming, when it was, I was hearing it everywhere, you know, I was hearing it in taxis and Everywhere. stores and it was I always got such a kick out of it because it's like so hard when you know her and how like mellow she is to like connect her with like yeah pop star rock star person you know but it was totally um, but it's so funny that we had that that song was featured here it's so cool yeah also when we get to that part in the episode I'll tell you my thoughts on it because it's I think the, uh, the irony of all of that was was quite interesting to me but um right. there was like a fan question that wanted to know about Leighton doing music while shooting the show, how she was like juggling it all. I mean, that's a question for Leighton. So I don't want to like sure. put words in anyone's mouth or speak for someone. I would say I don't really know, but she obviously handled it and juggled it well because she was shooting a show and had hit songs come out. And we didn't really know that anything was stressful or too much or anything right. at all because she showed up to work as professional and fun and cool as Leighton always was. And then you would like go anywhere in the city or anywhere all over the world and her song was playing. So the fact yeah. that all of that was going on mm -hmm. and we, you know, she never complained or anything like that. I would say she, I would have to imagine that she was enjoying it and it went well. Yeah, and she not definitely it was did. Because that's a lot. Right. She definitely <laughs> juggled it well. But also, I mean, the one thing I know, and I, I mean, not to speak for Leighton, but I, I remember it's always so interesting because she has such a like a musical heart that that's like a passion of hers. That I wouldn't say it supersedes being an actor, but it's definitely up there. So I know that whether she was producing albums or doing shows or not, she was probably always making music. So I think it's like that was her outlet, you know, so it's, it's interesting when somebody wears all the hats. And she's so good at it. Right. <laughs> and there was times like I remember she went on a tour and I'd went to a couple of her shows where she was just like, yeah singing and playing guitar and so cool yeah and such a different side or vibe that I think most people especially listening to this and watching the show you get from her because it's right. so different from Blair and I always really enjoyed that so I don't know if we're answering your question I'm very right. sorry I would <laughs> guess that she just she she handled it great because we never really heard a complaint or knew speaks to <laughs> what a great actor she is too like Blair, imagine, it's incomprehensible to imagine Blair Waldorf playing a guitar. 
And yeah, it's that's latent. Exactly. So it's like she really has a lot of range. You know what I mean? Because she's able to like totally. personify this human being who is so not that. And in fact, in this episode, there are some moments where Blair is is kind of confronted with like pop music and she's like, turn off that noise. I mean, it's like, uh-huh. she's so, it's like her in her world, it's a very different vibe. So I feel like that's interesting to imagine that, you know, some of that music was actually made by Leighton. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was going to say when earlier, when the song is like a part of the rooftop party. Oh, that was my, I didn't I was even realize say. that she said that with that song. Well, the irony to me was when the roof deck party is happening and all the stuff with Georgina is that, when Blair is looking so alone and now this right. is the first time she's feeling like an outsider in this world. And then this song hits and there's like such right. a vibe and it's on this <laughs> roof deck in the city. And then the song comes and it's Leighton's song. So yeah. all of it is right. So awesome, multi-leveled. Yeah. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. So meta. Um, this was another question. When we started season three, like, we're all kind of dialed in now. Like, we're, we know right. all the crew members. It's, you know, we're, yes, we know we're our lo- a lot home. of the same locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the show, like, show was very popular by that point. So it's like everything was established. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it was a different feeling going in? That was someone's question. How was yeah. the, how was it going into season three? I don't, I was always right. learning as the show went on, like, about everything. when Because the, the show kept getting bigger. So that yes. changed the way we lived our lives. But I feel like as the show went on, I was always excited to get back to see everyone and to be back in the city because a lot of the times I would leave. But that's that's I can only speak for myself. I don't know. Right. Well, I was always still was here. But I remember that, like, yeah, by the time it was season three, I, I think I told you earlier, I had that sensation always that, you know, I would never be in another episode. And I was always nervous. I would. I know. You know it's and, so <laughs> crazy, girl. I know. So it's like, I think by season three, I started feeling a little bit more like, OK, this I'm on the show. <laughs> um, so I, I think that um, a lot of my best Dorota storylines come up in season three. So I think I maybe started feeling a little more comfortable and just kind of happier to go to work because it wasn't so, it didn't seem so fleeting. Like I was able to trust it a little bit. So I I know for me, you know, it's not that you relax, but you just enjoy maybe a little bit more. And it's just like a little. Yes. There's a little bit more of like a, I don't want to say comfort, but maybe I feel like I know what you mean. Well, you know, I think it's fun because like when you're working on a TV show, especially one with so many episodes and then you kind of get in the groove, you also get that kind of work routine. Like the fact that it's actually a job that you go to yeah. and you have, you know, you know how long the van ride takes and you know what the day looks like. Right. And, and, you know, so it's like it kind of becomes a part of your life in a different way. Because I feel like as actors, we always have such unstable, you know, like irregular schedules. And so it's nice to get totally. to the vibe to be like, well, this is where I work and I go to work. <laughs> So, yeah, I think by season three, we got that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were in it to win it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so here is where we left off. Despite Rufus's best efforts, Serena continues her plan to use the paparazzi against her father. Meanwhile, Carter isn't taking Serena's rejection well, and he continues pursuing her despite a restraining order. This isn't the only stormy relationship. However, as 
Vanessa butts heads with Dan while Chuck and Blair do their best to keep their relationship interesting. Right. <laughs> that is where and, we left off, ladies and gentlemen. And there was a lot, a lot of groundwork <laughs> was laid in that in that first uh, episode of the season. So here we are uh, in episode two, and Blair, who is determined to maintain her queen bee status in college, of course, embarks on her first day at NYU along with Dan and Vanessa. Georgina turns up and plots to make Blair a social outcast. As Serena prepares to part for Brown, she and Chuck have a major falling out, so she recruits one of his old enemies to help her get even. Meanwhile, Nate and Bree decide to explore their relationship further, knowing full well it could cause tension between their families who are political rivals. So we got a little bit of something with everybody, as usual. A little, <laughs> a little bit of something with everyone. Right. Okay, so well, funny. first of all, it, it opens up with you and Blair that we got the pearls going on, the red dress, very structured. Oh, yes. I feel like the look, even it's obviously very Blair, but I feel like the look is like, okay, she's like trying to grow up a little bit, you know? like Right. And she's, well, you know, it's interesting because I don't know if you had this feeling in, in your life too, but, you know, that feeling when you're entering a new phase of life and you kind of can redefine yourself or be like, who am I going to be in this iteration? And you always, it's always that extra effort yeah. at the top to say like, what, what did you what learn you to forward? change or want to be right. better at? Yeah. So I feel like with her, She's definitely attempting a certain maturity, a certain like non-high school vibe, even though she still, you know, <laughs> still that she can't get away from it. And I mean, we have that fantastic yeah. moment later in the episode where um, Dan says no headbands in college and he like rips her headband off. <laughs> but she's trying, I think, to be a more grown up version of herself, which is funny because like all these characters are already so kind of grown up in a way in terms of their style. But yeah. It's sweet to watch her get ready and you know, I, I remember uh, a little bit of these dorm room scenes from filming. I mean, I remember filming that stuff and the NYU stuff. And I really liked the scene where uh, Dorota sort of helping Blair get dressed and ready. And it was so funny to me because like my face, like as Dorota, like I was so like in <laughs> love with Blair. It was insane. Like I'm like looking at her, <laughs> like my long lost puppy and like, Aww. like that. It was like, it made me laugh out loud. Cause I was like, wow, Dorota's like really proud of Miss Blair for uh, this starting NYU. And so I really liked the start of this episode. I thought it was really uh, kind of a lovely look into Blair's psyche. When you two are together, it just feels good. Cause you know that you have that Dorota has Blair's best interest and really says right. the best in her, which is great yeah. because not everyone does with Blair, as you see in this episode, you know, and yeah. even when you try to, she still sometimes gets in her in her own way. Um, and then I just felt like the whole conversation with her and Chuck, he goes fluorescent lights, communal showers, public school girls, like <laughs> that's what the dorms are going to be like. And he, she's like, listen, I just need to live there to be queen. Like this right. bitch is still just trying to be queen B. I'm like, I know, Blair, so get over it. Yeah, it's so amazing. <laughs> but it's all such a part of Gossip Girl <laughs> that you, we, we need to have that or like, what are we doing? Right? Right. And I think it's an interesting question, actually, because like do people who are super popular and like kind of rule the roost in high school, it's got to be a nerve wracking moment when they transition into a college world because that's how you identify yourself. And then all of a sudden you have a new bigger pond. So it kind of is relatable, I think, to a lot of people. Or people that don't really care what you were in high school. Right. And, and people really who have like... a different sense of what's cool. <laughs> Aren't going to be bossed around. Yeah. Right. When I went to college, because I went from, I went to high school in Indiana in a public high school. And then I went to Barnard College here in the city, um, Columbia. And all of the girls I went to school with, they, they were from the East Coast. They had gone to private school. And I remember feeling really out of 
my element because not even in a cool girl queen bee way, but in terms of I, I just felt really, really vulnerable in the beginning. I remember that feeling. So I think that, you know, that growing pains of transitioning in life, uh, they're certainly relatable in this Blair storyline in this episode, you know? For sure. And that goes again, not to be redundant, but like what Norman said, it's just about the emotions, like what she's right. going through, whether it's this whole Queen Bee, Blair, Upper East Side right. to Lower Manhattan. <laughs> right. To those down <laughs> um, and dirty she's dorms. Going I think a lot of people do what on either end. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. meeting new people, not having your Serena there, not having right. your Chuck there with you, not having your Dorota there with you, even though Dorota yeah. is right there handing out these gift bags to make these <laughs> girls. It's <laughs> like, is okay. So funny. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of funny moments in here, but even like at the NYU when Georgina moves in on Blair, was right. Dorota in the dorm room when Georgina first comes in? I can't remember exactly, but I think there was definitely a moment when things start going down and there's like a, a moment I really enjoyed where Dorota just like, just backs out, just leaves <laughs> and like, just, but she leaves in this like really funny way. It was almost like she was moonwalking her way out. Cause it was like, there was, oh my and, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Georgina all of a sudden appears and she's like, hi, roomie or hi, roommate. And yes. like, oh, it's fantastic. That just way too much. And then Vanessa is there. So now all of yes. a sudden you have three people that don't really see eye to eye, don't really get along, that are all going to be living within on the same floor together. Right. <laughs> that is like Blair's worst nightmare. And to be honest, Vanessa's too. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah. And it's like Vanessa is finally in a place where like she's the like she's kind of the cool queen bee type well, vibe. She feels because very she, comfortable. This is yeah, her. She's at home. Yeah, right. But then you're all of a sudden she's facing off with uh, her biggest nightmares. <laughs> yeah, these two, and then and then of course <laughs> Blair's like, I need a party. We need a party. So, right here goes Dorota planning a party. <laughs> that was a funny thing because I Dorota gets hails a taxi cab, which I know for a fact I must have been excited about because I loved shooting on the street because I didn't get to do it as much as everybody else, you know, because I was always inside. Right. You know? And so I'm sure I enjoyed that. And I'm sure it was fun getting in the cab and everything, but I have no memory of that. And I was like, you know, when you watch yourself and you don't have any memory, it almost feels like out of body. Yeah, it's I'm happening like, quite often lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely Wild. me. That was not a stunt double or a stand-in. Right. It was me. Yeah, it's very crazy. Do you remember, um, I, I, apparently we did cross paths, I guess, in that dorm room uh, interchange. Yeah, but, but I don't remember that. Or I mean, I know we were uh, in the NYU world, we were circling around the same Yeah, <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think I saw you. We definitely right. didn't speak or like have coverage yeah. together clearly. Yeah, I don't think so. But that's probably as close as we got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't really remember. The dorm rooms were on stage, correct? We weren't at yes. NYU. Those were on Silver at Silver Cup, right? Yeah, they built those. I, I remember they built them because they had... Um, well, because it was most of the season. Because I do remember because I, I went in and there was like a couple like things where I'm like, oh, this is so cute. I kind of want to like take this for my own place. And so it was definitely decorated from, yeah. Well, that's another thing that was cool in this episode was like the decorating of the rooms, like the fact that Blair commissioned, you know, Dorota to basically like recreate her home space in the dorm. There was, you know, (laughs) we've talked before about taking things from the set. And I always remember that the one thing that Leighton got was that there was a little tiny uh, china plate 
with a B on it. That plate was just on the wall of Blair's room. And then I happened to notice in this episode that it made it to the dorm room too. So it was like this little B, little, little initial B, like a decorative plate. And it's it's like those little things that I Aww. remember that just totally take me back. And she had the Marie Antoinette kind of painting in a room that also made it over. Yep, so I remember that. But then I love that the the fact that Georgina crashes in on her and brings this like not to be a judgmental, but this kind of ugly tapestry that she wants to hang on the wall. Yeah. And, you know, it's like part of terrorizing Blair. But I was going to ask you, <laughs> did you find, <laughs> like when you were watching this episode unfold, did you kind of immediately see where Georgina was going with this plan? Did you see that she was there to sort of dethrone Blair or to, or to keep her from social I don't, ascension? You know, I didn't. To me, when Chuck went to see Georgina at the end of season two and she finds out that Blair was there, yeah. her reaction of like, oh, Blair. And then like she changed everything, left the, you know, Christian camp. Right. So she's had some like thing this whole time, obviously. Right. Um, but I just don't know where she's going. Like, does she really yeah. like Dan? Does she not? Why do you want yeah, to bring Blair down? I didn't know down? either. So yeah. much like you're, you were away anyway. Right. You're coming back to ask for trouble or give trouble. So why are you doing that? Just. Stay away then. You know what I mean? So, right. especially because Georgina, she pulls shit out of thin air. I'm like, <laughs> right. you're this one day. I mean, even in this episode, the next part of this episode, almost Vanessa and Dan are at this bookstore and Georgina sees them. Right. Did she run into them? No. You knew where they were. I mean, are you following them? I don't. I see. I don't know what Georgina. Right. There's just she's yeah. so sneaky. But then. <laughs> but then she also plays it plays her heartstrings a little bit like in this. And uh, that she sure does. With Dan and Vanessa. I was like, wait a minute. Did she actually kind of made me feel sad for her when they were like unable to fully go there with her when she's like, would you like to have a coffee? It's like you don't know because, uh, you know, I'd bet money that she was manipulating them. But then there are these little slivers of like, oh, maybe she does feel lonely now. And now she she wants forgiveness. And, they and maybe she is starting there. over or wants to start yeah. new, start fresh. Yeah, it's yeah. convincing. It's, it was interesting. And Vanessa even says that to Dan. Like, she wants to start start new and fresh and we want a fresh start. Why, why can't right. we? And I'm like, see, that's Vanessa being real sweet again. Oh, Vanessa. Giving people a chance again. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So then again, like then then this is a scene that comes up after she like walks into Blair's, you know, she goes into Blair's. Then she's trying to see if she can have coffee with Dan and Vanessa. And right. at this point, I'm like, I don't know what this bitch is trying to do. But like, right. <laughs> I'm not mad at her right now, but I don't right. like, know what she's pulling. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you will be right. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Well, it's interesting because it's like we have like basically Blair desperate to make her mark at NYU all of a sudden faced with her biggest nightmare, Georgina as a roommate. We don't know exactly what Georgina has planned. And we see kind of Dan and Vanessa already thriving in the NYU scene. We see the sort of beginning of this new chapter. And then it's like on the other side of town, you have Serena in this kind of complicated situation with Chuck, where basically like she never got in the car or whatever. She never went off to school. She decided to bail on Brown. Brown. Yeah. And yeah. And she ends up staying with Chuck. Um, so you know there's this kind of total opposite thing happening over there, which is like Serena's in trouble or is she or what's she doing? Yeah. And I like I would have never imagined that when she was not going to go through with going to Brown that she's going to Chuck. Right. So that was like, whoa, this is nuts that Serena wants to go to Chuck for like. <laughs> yeah. Support kind of. Yeah. In a way. For shelter, basically. <laughs> Shelter. Goes, yeah. And then it seems like it's going to be okay for a minute. And then we realize that Chuck has a, a business plan he's, on, in the works. He's got a like, business like, meeting going on. Yeah. yeah this like high <laughs> intensity where he has these plans. I, I love like, this is not even just a gossip girl, but I love like television in general where um, he's like, oh, I have this uh, plan for this restaurant space. And then, and of course, the plans are just all laid out right in front of them. And then they look at the pictures. Yeah. And, you know, I love that part. It looks perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he wants to do a speakeasy. Right, so it's going to be like a respectable place up top, but then like a really down and dirty speakeasy downstairs, right, with like debauchery, right? <laughs> is that is that the idea? <laughs> I, I guess, and he basically is, he's, he's like telling Serena that she's actually genuinely like, whoa, this is a great idea, Chuck. Yeah. Then she accidentally messes up the deal. Is it an accident the first time that she does? I think that the first time was definitely not intentional. Right. And then, but throughout the course of the episode, she starts to sabotage him purposefully. Right. That's what I was like. What was her intention yeah. there? So it's like she basically like accidentally slips up in front of the investor and says that like Chuck is planning a speakeasy. And that's like not in his business plan that he's pitching. So he's like already, she's already kind right. of mess, messing things up for him. But then all of a sudden, but then it gets worse and worse and out of hand. And she starts uh, kind of purposefully tanking this for him. Yeah, it's it's she gets like dirty. She gets yeah. like almost like <laughs> grudge bearing at the point. Yeah. Like the scene with her and Carter and Chuck, I'm like, whoa, like even the look in Serena's eye and stuff, I'm like, what where what are you doing? Like and then right. he felt bad for Chuck when he gets up. This is later in the episode, but he, when he gets yeah. up and he's like, 
I genuinely like I was concerned for you not going to school. That's why I went to Rufus. Like he wasn't trying to be manipulative there. Oh, is that why? I guess that's why she gets mad at him. I see. Yes. And Mm -hmm. and Serena's nervous, I think, because she doesn't want Lily to know she's not going. She doesn't want to upset her mom. Right. Which I think a lot of kids, teenagers, young adults, you know, that are in these kids' shoes, like leaving one chapter, leaving high school and going to their next chapter, going to college. I think a lot of times people are very concerned that they're making their parents proud and making sure they're making the right choice and the next step. But right, the expectations. You know, right. I don't know. I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like that's got to be a very tough, tough thing for someone that's also not really quite sure what you want to do with the rest of your life. Right. Especially if she had such a crazy summer and she's been disappointed by her dad. She couldn't, you know, get her dad to pay attention to her when she was seeking him out overseas. You know, she's growing up. She doesn't know which direction to turn and she doesn't have any kind of solid moorings, you know, because right. uh, Kelly Rutherford is still on maternity leave in this episode. And so Lily's character is away still. So Rufus is the paternal figure, you know, the that she has to turn to. So it's like, in a way, she's a little bit unchecked and untethered. And now she's staying with Chuck and she doesn't know what she's doing next. And I think Blair, at least on the surface, does. Everyone else kind of has their path. So she's you know, feeling a little bit directionless, maybe. Yeah. So then she kind of gets a little like snippy or nasty, you know, with Chuck. And it's, I, I mean, it makes sense because I feel like people get reactive, you know, when they're not feeling sure that way. Yeah. Not feeling supported. Yeah. Well, and she's in a situation where she's like trying, she's crying out for attention for her right. father. Then yeah. this other father figure that cares about her so much, who's a wonderful dad to his kids, Rufus, is trying to protect her without letting anyone really know or throwing Serena under the bus. And then her mom, we have Lily, who's kind of having to play the mom and dad for her since her dad was absent all these years. So, and I think sometimes even if it's not consciously, maybe it's subconsciously that she feels this disconnect with her dad. And then he, you know, didn't want her. And even Carter, he throws some low blows like with that, like, right. you know, like, are you crying out because your you, your daddy didn't want you? Like, yeah, I'm like, whoa, that's like, oh, yeah, there's some, some rough a- <laughs> stuff between them in this <laughs> that's episode. Hard. Yeah. And it's like when Rufus finds out about that, she basically lied and didn't didn't go off to school. He's kind of forcing her hand and saying, I'm going to get a car here. You're going to go or I'm going to tell your mom. And there's a moment where she says he's like, I, I this isn't your best interest. And she says, this is how you're going to do it by. By threatening me or uh, something like that, and yeah, it's like, she's like, I think you're more scared of my mom than I am. I'm like, yes, yeah, which I love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't think she's that wrong. I think right, Rufus right. is a little terrified of Lily. Oh yeah, <laughs> but and you know what? Yeah, I was like thinking when you were just talking about how Lily's still gone, even yeah. though obviously this wasn't planned because it was her pregnancy. We didn't know when she was going to have the baby, and right ironically, it works out because of the situation that Serena is has going on. And then it's kind of forced that she has to talk to Rufus because Lily's not there. And Dan's like, listen, he's the best guy out there, dad out there for dad advice. Or, right. So it almost like ironically worked out because really, why wouldn't Lily be talking to, to Serena if she's around? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like she almost needed the lack of the maternal figure here in order to like kind yes. of come to face this um, instability or insecurity that she has going. So yeah, it makes total sense. And it, it and it's nice because we also kind of see Rufus like it's it's almost like the most concentrated version of like what he's really facing, which is being with Lily means being a, a father figure to all these people. <laughs> you know, even yeah, which is just wild. And like he's got a. a 
you know, it's like they're they're really adjusting. I mean, I guess it was the last episode where they were kind of adjusting to basically living a different, more lavish lifestyle. And it's like we're right. still seeing the sort of continuation of that with him. I mean, now he has to deal with like, how does he put down his foot with Serena? You know, it's interesting to watch him navigating that, certainly. Totally. And there was something that like stood out to me in this episode with Serena. Mm hmm. She's for some reason just doesn't feel like she's in high school to me. And I, yeah. when I was thinking back about other episodes, she just seems Serena just seems I don't know why. I don't know if it's because she's going off on private jets or dating. You know, <laughs> there's a ton of people she's dated that are not in high school. Right. The artist, the director of the play, um, Gabriel, like there's a lot yeah. of people that she's dating that are nowhere near their age. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she just like there was certain things. And then I'm like, even at school and stuff, she really only has Blair as much as like she's in with the kids. Oh, that's she true. She doesn't have her little minions. Dan. She doesn't have any kind no, of crew. She yeah. doesn't really. Mm -hmm. But there was just like a moment where I'm like, I just like you just feel older than all these kids. <laughs> right. No, that's true. And it's I don't also know why. like, I mean, I do know why I just told you. <laughs> yeah, she seems a little older, but she's also kind of lonelier, you know, and it's like, what you never think times. of it because she's so, because yeah. she's such a fabulous, glamorous character, but then, yeah. you know, sometimes she's just like a little lamb, you know, and like, this is an episode <laughs> where that happens. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, back on the NYU campus, there, a similar kind of opposite <laughs> thing is playing out, which is that Blair, who really has a very clear idea of what what she wants and how she wants it to be is kind of, it's like slipping yes. through her fingers. To me, the storyline is, uh, you know, kind of moving and, and exciting in terms of like the development of that character, because it's like, she does what she knows best, which is to throw kind of like money and fabulousness at things. So she's like, gets Dorota to do the sushi party. When I love all the jokes about like the fancy Toro and the, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> say to the girl she's like ease up on the Coffee. toro yeah <laughs> and then like later she I'm kept like, saying oh but there gosh. was toro there's and i was like I, also I, I mean i it makes me want some uh, oh my god i wanted sushi so, so badly bad i know night. i was like oh i want it <laughs> yeah so it's like she kind of throws all the everything she knows how to do at this situation and then you have a georgina who is much better manipulator and kind of in her own right and and is able to get her where she's weak, which is like really kind of listening to people. So like the fact that Georgina sets up this watch party for Vanessa's documentary <laughs> or, you know, or whatever, is that what it was? And I mean, like, but you know, it <laughs> yes, just speaks to the I'm fact like... that this, it's like Blair's kryptonite or like Blair's weakness is that she doesn't, she can't relate to everyone. And she's, you know, she has that kind of wall and that distance. And so Georgina is able to manipulate that by like, you know, role playing that she's a caring, open, cool person who can be the normal college chick. And then like, and meanwhile, she's also like including Blair. She's like, oh, come right. join us or oh, yes. do this. Like, I like this. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she yeah. undercuts the sushi party by like everyone sitting around watching Vanessa's. What, what is what was the movie about? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even I don't remember either because then she says we're they were doing another one about right. oh, <laughs> something about someone in jail who had was it a carrot for the first time or like <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Or am I thinking yeah. carrot because I was a carrot for Halloween? Oh, my God. There was something right. where she was like, then he came out. He got out of prison and he had this for the first. I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I right. don't remember. Anyways, 
that, yeah. But that was, it, yeah. And it's fun to see. And then she's like, and then she's at a total loss. She's like, how can these people think this is cool? And like, how can she be cool in NYU? I mean, who knows, right? It's like, and it's hard to watch her, you know, kind of flail around there. So of course that, you know, immediately sparks in her this some um, passion to like take action and turn the tables. Right. But there's something in that where it's like, you know, you you hope that some, that Blair or, you know, that she starts to learn or understand that, that it's not all about like money and people being enamored with you yeah. because you can throw a sushi party right. and you, like, you wear cool headbands. Like right. life ain't about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe eating a slice of greasy pizza and watching a cool movie by someone who has a big heart. Right. Isn't so bad, Blair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have in that puzzle, then you have Georgina who you're like, you're not quite sure what's up her sleeve. So, yeah. But by the way, the party looked great. Dorota. I know the party looked fantastic. Dorota nailed it. did a good job. <laughs> I love Dorota had, um, what was the restaurant? Masa on speed dial. So that was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But so then Georgina throws a party. Oh man. Like a roof party kind of. And when this goes on, the good girl's gone bad. This song is going. You're right. seeing New York City. You see like the sunset setting. Yes. Kind of, you can tell the light on everyone's faces looks beautiful. That was one of those moments right. where I'm like, oh, the DP was loving it. Like, yes, everyone gorgeous. has this like glow to them. <laughs> You're it. right. It I was, was like, ooh, Vanessa's skin looks good. <laughs> also, it is a gr- another example of how Norman is such a great director because it was such subtle things that made that party feel entirely different from any Constance party that they had had in high school. Like you just knew you right. were downtown, NYU, college, different style, different vibe. It just was shot that way. Subtle to, things. Yeah, that subtle worked. stuff. It was so yeah. cool. And, were like, and, and, and Blair looked like she came from Mars. I mean, she was like a, a little alien walking she around there. Sure she wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. And it was so well done because you just saw that she was totally incapable of like being chill and just like being at this party. <laughs> yeah, she was uptight, not mm-hmm. sure what to do, not sure right. where to turn. And then there was so much going on at this party. We got, you know, Georgina there. Then we have the girl, Katie, who goes up to Dan in the beginning of this episode. I think her right. character's name was Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember her. Elena in real life is her real Really? Name. That's nice. In real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was just so IRL. great. We had we, those, that, those scenes were long days up on that roof deck because it was just... Mm-hmm. A lot to get done. But Scott gets nervous for a minute because she says something about, why did you tell Vanessa about this professor? So we, like, again, I'm like, oh, my God, is this the time where we find out that he's lying about everything? He, like, gets out of it in kind of a clever way. Yeah, he did. And Blair, there's just a lot going on. But um, there was a moment where Dan goes up to Georgina and says something like, I've been the I've been in her shoes, kind of like I've been on right. the other side where I wasn't invited to parties. I'm not going to do that. And that's what I like about Dan and Vanessa. Like it yes. comes up a couple of times in this episode where it's like she's like, you know what? We want to start fresh. So, and so does Georgina. Let's give her a shot. And here's right. Dan sticking up for Blair. Yeah. A season ago, you would have never thought that would come out of Dan's mouth. I like that they're both willing and open to do that for people that were both really shitty to them. So for them to like swallow their pride, be open to like being nice and and moving forward and starting fresh. I think right. that's rad. I think that's like that's yeah. maturity. That's dope. I like that. Yeah, I totally. I, I love that too. Yeah. And it's also like their friendship, what connects them to as friends. It's like you get to see why, you know, why they're friends. Right. Yeah. But lo and behold, all of a sudden then 
where, you know, he's sticking up for Blair and then Blair invites the Christian camp yes. back. Oh, man. Christian camp that Georgina <laughs> was at to the roof. Right. And says that she's trying to convert the freshmen. She's like, this is a conversion party. I'm like, yes. Blair. And when they come in singing the songs so, and, and <laughs> it's so funny. Uh-uh, I, it was, this was the last thing. Cringe. Yeah. Was it the last thing you expected? Yeah. And I didn't see it coming. I mean, the only thing about that that makes sense is Blair planning it. <laughs> right. No, and it, yeah, it shows what strong adversaries they are because they're like really on the level with each other because like Georgina was besting her, but then she came out with something surprising and was like, watch this, Georgina, and like smacked her with the cringe, you know, and it's like so... Um, smacked her with the cringe. <laughs> I was like, like laughing about it because, <laughs> I mean, it, it was funny and, and awful all at the same time. And, you know, and it's also, it's like both of them using the other one's weaknesses to kind of bite them Weakness, in their own butts. Yeah. So it's like the fact that Georgina went off into that world and used it or didn't, or was honest about it, who knows, and then kind of dropped those, you know, her Christian camp high and dry and came back to the city. And it's like now she has to kind of face that um, consequence because now here they come back and they're like, we missed you. We love you. Come back. <laughs> um, right. It was such a crazy <laughs> scene, but, but funny and also really got right to the point. And then you see Dan all of a sudden having this fantastic hero moment where he gets to save the day, get on stage. Well, you know, Vanessa says to him, just because someone has to be on top doesn't mean it has to be Blair. And he's like, right. ding, 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 ding. Oh, and yeah. And he goes true. and takes the mic and he gets up there. Good point. I, he basically just calls Blair out. I can't remember exactly yeah, what he Yeah, he basically said. like explains that she she went ahead and called out these people from, from Georgina's past to embarrass her. And, and you know, would you rather go and party with that person or eat pizza and drink beer with us? And it's like such a yeah. great moment. And then for Blair, but at the same time, she, she kind of gets her medicine and has to like take her medicine. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a and very And Dan fun- says something up there. He says something like, we all have a past. This is from our past, which I, right. there's something in this episode where they keep bringing that up, like right. start fresh in the past. And I like that because I really yeah. do think when you start a new chapter in your life, whatever that thing is, is it is a new start. It, right. It's something new. It's going to be new people in your life that you're going to meet. There's going to be certain things that you took from your last chapter that, hey, I didn't really like when people made me feel like this. So I'm going to stay away from those types of people. Or yeah. I didn't like how I felt when I was like this. So I want to change that about me. So I like that they were dropping little things like that. You yeah. know, it's like everyone has a past and it's true. And to hold that against someone for their past, especially if they're trying to change. Not that I think Georgina's trying to change. Right. Because I don't know what's Yeah, who knows? Happening. I don't know where it's going, but. but- Right. And your point is so well taken because like there are other shows that kind of were teen shows or whatever, you know, I'm thinking of like Saved by the Bell or something, you know, back in the day. But, you know, there there was always a tendency for any show that was kind of geared at younger people to teach a lesson, you know, per episode. And in this show, there are themes that kind of recur because they're sort of organic to the characters and kind of truthful. And we can get that feeling after watching this that we kind of take something away but it's never like wrapped up with a tidy bow so it's like kind of what I think the Gossip Girl writers did well which was they talked about real issues and it was relatable but they didn't you know lecture us or or, or make a thesis every episode and be like well and that's why friendship is important you know it's like it's not it was exactly. never quite resolved which was fun I like that
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. One thing I do want to talk about is we've we got to remember the Brie character coming in. Right. They were kind of light in this episode because I do think there's so much that's probably about to go down with them. Right. But Brie and Nate decide to go to her family's apartment. Right. And she said something. You and me, this apartment, let's get sick of each other. Oh, that's really cute. I know. I was like, that's cute. She's like, hand me your pants. I want to go through your wallet. Okay. By the way, that's a gangster move. Yeah. Because <laughs> let's just say, like, I don't know. Like, right. there, there could be things that, like, would, could turn someone off. Like, Oh, totally. But, yeah. I she, mean, there's, like, a list of things I could say. But she's but bold. I she's bold with him. Right. No, I know. Even... <laughs> she is. And even, like, even Nate's reaction was a little bit like, oh, well, it's just, like, normal stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, oh, what's does he there? have a picture of Blair? I know. Like, is there a note from, like, Jenny? Like, right. <laughs> Right. What's going on? Is there still money from the cougar that you had the affair with? Like, <laughs> so money from the cougar. All of a sudden, it's <laughs> and then it's the it's his boarding pass no, of the flight so that he met her on, which is so cute, Nate. And it's funny because she says, uh, "Are you still wearing the same pants or whatever as you were that day?" And I was like, "If it was in my life, it would be like, oh yeah, last time I had this." <laughs> But I was like, oh, no, of course, because yeah. I thought, oh, she caught him. He did. He double. He wore his pants more than once. But no, it was truly <laughs> a sweet moment. And he saved that boarding. Pass. It was cute. Yeah, It was really cute. Yeah, I like them together. And how like effortless and cute is she? Oh, she's, she's first of all, she's yeah. stunning. Yeah, she's lovely. And she has like I mean, they have like a good chemistry and, you know, but she's also like she's 
playing one of these characters that could be kind of two dimensional, but she's already really lovable. And, you know, because, you know, yeah, you're like already a rich kid of this Buckley family or whatever. But in fact, she's yeah. totally an interesting, um, fleshed out human being. She's like already one of the characters you want to know more about. Yeah. And you just even like their chemistry and vibe on it. And that's how it has to be. You have to cast someone who's going to come in, bring their A game, do it, make it feel, you know, right. But yeah, their whole thing is just like, ooh. Right. Cuties. Yeah, they're very cute. Chase, Chase got to work with really beautiful women. Yeah, Chase on this got show. a lot of um, like a lot of fantastic like, co-stars. <laughs> yeah, he For did. Sure. Sexy, hot, <laughs> right. all different ages, like all different looks. Right. Because Nate is one of the characters that never gets like tied down for a really long the long run he yeah he goes on a lot of yeah. adventures if you will yeah yeah i love it like like chuck hooks up with a lot of ladies right but they're like kind of like they come and go other right. than blair really you know what i mean yeah. like there was never really like full, you know full on relationships yeah and they're all beautiful and stunning and hot right. don't like get me wrong but it Nate really has like these like oh yeah little like moments with yeah, full a lot affairs. of women yeah like, you know there are all these like meeting people on planes and <laughs> having affairs in the Hamptons it's like okay Nate I yeah, see you Nate's the guy yeah so that's going on I'm, and she's on a phone call with her mom mm-hmm. and here's like again how they set this up I'm like oh god she's gonna say something where like, where Nate's gonna hear it and be turned away or turned off right and really they threw me it was. Yeah, but mom, I really like him. Oh, you know, and then her mom hangs up on her and right. he comes there to comfort her. And there's just something I'm really liking them right now together. And they're really going after their feelings because being in their shoes, I could imagine, mm-hmm. would be very difficult. With, yeah. When it's politics and different families and different sides, imagine how it is when it's politics and different sides in your own family when you have nothing to do with politics. Right, right. And when your family is not And then the it's your eye. family and yeah. it is. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's got to yeah. be a difficult thing of you know, how to handle it. It sort of relates to what you were saying earlier, Serena kind of not wanting to disappoint Lily. And there's another layer here too, which is that, do you want to disappoint your own family because you're into somebody and you want to, like, where do you follow your heart versus where are you a loyal family member and a kid? It comes to play in different ways here because for them, what they're doing has has consequences. Yeah. Totally. Like a little Romeo and Juliet situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Aww. Less dramatic ending, but <laughs> I, although I don't remember exactly what happened, so we'll find out. I know I got to watch that movie again. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. And then Rufus and Serena, do they figure it out? Yeah, they have an apology. She goes yeah. to the loft and he finds her there. And so I think it's touching to him that she find it, that it's a safe space for her or that she feels a part of the family to go to the loft. So I think that's the start of the uh, sort of apology, mutual apology. And it seems like, you know, he wants to sort of help her, you know, figure things out. So it's like she has allies. She has people who want to help her to sort of chart her path, but she has to let them in. Right. I wonder if what's going to happen is she's going to get close with Rufus. Right. Rely on him for, you know, some father yes. figure tips and comfort. Right. And then her father's going to come in and probably pull some shit. That's probably not great for Serena. Something's going to go down and she's going to choose her dad who had nothing to do with yeah, her. Yeah, we're getting a stable father figure. Right. Because since Rufus is being established, yeah. that makes sense. It's like setting us up for some kind of yeah. <laughs> complication. But again, how the irony of Kelly having her baby. Yeah. It doesn't feel like sometimes I think when someone's out for pregnancy, you can kind of feel like, oh, they had to shift this or do this or do that. 
like for a reason. I don't feel like that. Like I forgot I had to look it up. I'm like, why right. isn't Lily in this episode? Oh, because she had a baby. But it just feels like yeah. organic. Right. You because know what the I mean? storyline is so deeply embracing it. I mean, I don't know how what their timeline was like when they were writing, you know, how far ahead they were conceiving of plot lines, but certainly having right her absence here is allowing for a lot of character development for Serena and Rufus and everyone. So it's like you're right. It's like really, um, it, it feels organic and truthful and not. It just you know, fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fits. Totally. Yeah. But she's supposed to be with Cece, right? Right. And I kind of like that because okay. because like when we last saw them together, they were so troubled and then they kind of had that lovely moment. So then the idea that Cece is sick and Lily kind of gave up everything to be with her is actually sweet too. Like I feel like that's works too. Right. And no, it does. Mm-hmm. It, it all works. It's yeah. And then in this episode, we have this um, idea that uh, Carter is still around and Serena kind of uses him to... I was to, just thinking about Carter. Serena kind of employs Carter to help embarrass Chuck in this with his business partners. And then Carter, I guess, realizes that he's been used and they have a little bit of a blow up. And then they resolve it. She because, says something interesting yeah. to me. What does she yeah, say? Yeah, but she's like, you know, you were there with me all summer. You are the only one that knows really what I was going through with the whole situation with her father. Right. And she can trust him. I feel like she says trust, which I'm like, the whole thing that you're telling your friends is that he's like this psycho. Right, right, right. (laughs) So again, but do you kind of feel like that they're going to still stay together? Or he kind of says you have to find someone else, basically. They have a kiss in that sort of makeup scene where they kind of come clean. So I don't know. I don't know where that's going. Yeah. It's like it keeps um, sort of creeping up. They're leaving us hanging. Yeah. And you know, and you don't know with them to... It's also like that conundrum in life where uh, sometimes someone's there in the right time and place and you kind of need that relationship to help you through something. But then would it stand on its own merits? I don't know. It kind of fills certain voids. Yeah. So that's kind of a curiosity of that. Yeah. But then we have... um, the Blair arrives to Chuck's and hops oh, in bed yes, with him, and you're just like, "Aw!" Yeah, she like climbs <laughs> in the little bed. And she's like, "Maybe you were right about the dorms." <laughs> I was like, "Poor Blair." He's like sound asleep. Yeah. Wait, how cute was it when she got in bed with him? Though it was very sweet. I'm like Chuck and Blair. You're so cute. They're so cute, and also it's that in terms of people waking up in the morning, the best reveal is at the end of the episode, which I just like got such a kick out of. And it's like, I saw it coming a bit. Well, Vanessa, it, oh, you did? A little, once it was, once the shot was established, I saw, I, I was like. Oh, see, I didn't, and I didn't feel like there was any kind of like, I think when Dan got up and kind of stuck up for Georgina when Blair yeah. pulled the whole thing on the roof deck party, right? I kind of didn't see like, oh, I thought it was kind of like, Vanessa kind of made yeah. something trigger in his right. head. No, like, I didn't you're right. see that at Blair that doesn't point. have to be yeah, on top. Yeah. It doesn't. Right. I just figured he was like, okay, it doesn't have to be nasty. Like, Georgina really was trying here. And then Scott shows up at the bookstore. Right. Telling Vanessa, here's like a list of, you know, the professors again. Right, like proving himself. <laughs> now I'm like, wow, he's really going for it. Here's, yeah. a, here's a list of professors with full on detail right. and grades. And like, I was like, okay, Scott. Yeah, he's a little scared. And she's like, should I call Dan <laughs> to see if he wants to? I don't know what they were going to do. Right. Talk about all the epicness, she says. Because I'm like, the epicness, Vanessa? That doesn't seem epicness? like something oh, you would funny. say. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> uh, all the epicness from last night. And he's like, no, nah, I'm hungover, whatever he's doing. And then it cuts to him and he's. Right. Well, because the fact that it cuts to him and he's like still on the roof deck in this morning. And he's like. Yeah. And then the, I- but then when the way he sits up, I was like, oh, he's got, he's got somebody what? in his lap. <laughs> 
like, I just like, and then I was oh. like, it's gotta be Georgina. So that's like, that's what I meant when I said I stopped coming, but only right then in that second. Yeah. Like, right before they pan down okay. and reveal her. Um, I still was like, what? But it was wild. Yeah. And then she's just like laying on his chest and it's. And it's then they kiss? Fun. Yeah, they kiss, but it was a very fun kind of uh, Gossip Girl ending to a very, um, Gossip Girl episode. You know, it was like this episode had oh all the God. good stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I just had a question. So Chuck's deal is like dead. Like it can't happen. Like I think Serena ruined it, right? I believe yeah. so. I'm kind of irritated about that. No, me too. And you know, oh, you know, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about that. There was one small thing that reminded me about how this show is now kind of a piece of history <laughs> because when they're talking about the speakeasy and he's showing Serena the plans, she they talk about how the last time there was a market crash was like back in the days of prohibition. Basically, they oh. say that back in the day when there was a market crash, it was, you know, prohibition was a different time and the speakeasy is reminiscent of that era. And then right. because this was like around 2008, when this episode was shot, and that's when yeah. we had the huge market crash and the whole yes. uh, mortgage bubble and everything burst. And it was like tremendous oh God, right. downfall. Uh, all the financial um, institutions were crumbling. So this like glamour and wealth of the Upper East Side in Gossip Girl, like they had to address that as in the writer's room because right. it was like so, uh, that was the world we lived in at the time. So it was funny because I forgot about that context. And so seeing that little moment where you remember like, oh, this is the show that happened in its time, as we know with the cell phones and the technology, but also with what right. was happening in the world. So that was one little funny moment for me. Yeah. Oh my I God, noticed. You're totally right. Yeah, I didn't. It was and by very quickly, but I was like, oh, yeah. 2008 yeah. was when the world, ex you know, was exploding. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Wild. There was another thing that I liked, and I can't remember where, where the line was. Somebody said, oh, no, it was Georgina, I guess. She said, I got my meds right finally. Was yeah. it Georgina? <laughs> and it was potentially it the was. best. Vanessa face I've ever seen like it has to be like a gif out there somewhere because like Vanessa's face <laughs> what, what like, did I do it's it was just like the reaction of just like that side eye like this girl this world do I believe you do I not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was so good um so that was really you know where that too. was that was in the bookstore because it was something she kind of said because oh, she kind of right. keeps walking away and then she comes back Georgina mm -hmm. and she's like I mean I did this this and this but I don't remember what Vanessa did Right. But you know what else I realized in this episode? Just the total change of style of Carter Bazin. Carter yes. Bazin in season in the beginning of season two or season one, maybe, is wearing right. like huge, really cute looking like sweaters. I, I remember when Sebastian was on, I think he was like, it looked maybe like a rug looking thing. I'm like, I, I thought it was cute. Right. But now he's in full blown suits looking very dapper, like yes. great. But he is not wearing a rug or. No, he's not, <laughs> he's not wearing yeah, very, a like, uh, a chic fluffy sweater <laughs> <laughs> no that's no. true that's really true yeah i thought that it was fun to see um where these characters begin this episode and then end this episode so you have like all the yeah. hope all the hope for poor blair and then it's crushed and then you have all of this uh you know you don't even know georgina's around and by the end she's cuddling up on dan so this episode really takes us a, a good long distance and i noticed sure actually does. that um michelle Michelle Trachtenberg is going to be featured in the new, in the new season of yeah. season two of the new Gossip Girl. So I saw some pictures on social media and she looks fantastic and like so conniving. So I was like, I can't wait oh. to see the return, <laughs> the return of the return yeah. of Georgina. So 
Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see that. Well, that wraps up the freshmen. The freshmen. <laughs> Can you imagine what, what were the t- sophomores, juniors, and seniors of Gossip Girl doing if this is what the freshmen were doing? <laughs> I know. Can no you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Poppy pops up. Poppy's not in college either, though. Right. I don't know. Where's Poppy? Gabriel. It would fun, be fun to have like one little capsule episode or spinoff episode that just tracked all of the characters who have like sort of disappeared from Gossip Girl, you know, and see what they're up to now. And <laughs> they're doing, totally, you know, all the but Poppies. But also, and- question, where, when, is Nate not starting school? He referenced it in the beginning, oh, but I can't okay. remember. I he, said some, he said something about his internship that he gave up and... That he was doing a business thing okay. instead, I think. Well, we'll find out which direction he has. We will find out <laughs> soon, soon enough. enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love this Gossip Girl quote. You want to do it? Um, sure, I'll do it. Let's see here. Yeah, I think um, it's a good one. Apparently, higher education doesn't make for smarter decisions. So take out your notebooks and sharpen your pencils, kids. Gossip Girl is going to college, and this class has a lot to learn. <laughs> Wow, they, they sure, sure do. do. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited to see just all the things, all the things. Um, Me too. Yeah. Well, this was super fun. This was great. I love we the have freshmen. season three, season three, episode three next week, The Lost Boy. Um, we have someone fun coming on to do that. Yes. And just want to say thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We have so much fun. And thank you so much. Until next time, XOXO. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Kristen Vermilia, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.